Last skibbity deba boot at a time on dice funk. Then you'll return him to me in four days, <laughs> or I will burn Rotswald to the ground. Like, I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, I'm gone. But where did Jane go? Are, yeah. were, were you on a mission? Johnny, when he said, I could find out more about you, that's when I bolted. You do see uh, some some footprints and drag marks. Can Anne and Jane do that running across the field scene in slow motion with, like, arms outstretched? Well, Anne's arms outstretched as they jump and hug each other in midair. Sure. I'd, I'm totally up for that. Stone Root appears on the horizon, and the tracks appear to lead right there. And and what would that price be? Ten gold a night. And slaps ten gold down on the counter. What's this I hear about the Lord Ulick and kidnappers' horses? Ooh, are you in a rebellion? Oh my shit, we're in Star Wars! If you give me a day, I might be able to get you a meeting with one of them. Have you tried Emma? I know that she sometimes volunteers at a church in town. Uh, what, what, what god do they worship? But everybody okay. around here just calls it the church. The church. Okay, well, the church should be easy enough to find. All right, we'll, we'll take a look around there. <laughs> That's not super ominous. All right, introduction time? Sure. Hello, I'm Austin Yorsky. I play Anne, the halfling cleric ranger. Uh, Leon, how about you? Oh, uh, I am Leon, and uh, I play Ronaldo, the human fighter. I'm Jess, and I play Jane, the human druid who sometimes turns into a badass direwolf. I'm Johnny, and I don't play anything. I am the dungeon master. Jess, you do have other animal forms. The direwolf's just the best one, you know? Okay, well, everybody knows that, like, okay, according to the TV tropes, apparently only direwolf. Like, apparently that's the only thing I've ever done, despite the fact that I have turned into a horse and a cat at some point. Yeah, you turned into a horse and I rejected it. Uh, and then... <laughs> Can't you do octopus now, too? Yes, I can do octopus. Yeah. yeah. The cat was, that, the cat was briefly helpful as well, but, uh. Oh yeah, yeah, you've been a bunch of things. Yeah. I, I have a great I have a great plan for you as an octopus, but I don't <laughs> want to say it so that Johnny is surprised. But we'll we'll talk later. Oh, don't uh, worry. <laughs> it, it it's gonna be great. All right. <laughs> I got All plans right, um, too. I, I can't wait to use octopus form. Although the one I'm waiting for what's the one that I'm waiting for, Austin? Is it is it elementals at level ten, right? Yeah, at level 10 you get elementals, which are probably the strongest, like, physically, but it does take both of your day, your, both of your, like, shifts per rest. That's so fine. You gotta commit to it, but it's a pretty big deal once you get that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I've been planning, like, battle strategies for whenever we have to face a boss or mid-boss in this quest, since we mostly just faced a bunch of monks and unarmed people. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, whenever, like, Whatever, whoever the boss of all this is, it's going to be for a big surprise, and and it it will be it will be spectacularly bad. No matter what happens, there will come a point where we fight Lon again, and that fight will end with Anne putting her mace inside of him and then twisting it on the way out. That's that's only if my plan doesn't work, because my plan is going. No, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say. It. All right. Um, you want to start? We 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 can do this. 
I mean, we can. Johnny- <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm 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 taking this moment to write some like last minute notes oh, here because we can, oh, we can we can goof off if you need a minute. But yeah, just, just give me give me a minute. All right. Well, while he's doing that, let's do. Um, you have a, do you have a dumber than Anne thing? I do not have the. Um, actually, stop doing the is it smarter than Anne thing. Um, That's fine. First, accidentally, and then I just decided that it, I didn't want to remove the mystery from too many monsters in case Johnny <laughs> wanted to, to implement them. Like if I went through the whole book, and then you know, what I'm saying it. It might take us out of the fiction. Um, also, I don't want to run the joke into the ground. Okay. I've been reading Monster Manual stuff uh, just because when uh, Ronaldo dies, I want to play something that's sort of offbeat. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm working on that. I don't know how to incorporate that, but apparently there are ways to make almost any creature in the game a player character. You just have to finagle it somehow. So... In my other um, campaign, everybody's a crazy-ass thing. Like, I handed them the monster manual and said, you can be anything as long as it's bipedal and it uh, can't fly. And one person wanted to be an incubus and they have wings. And I was like, well, give me a backstory in which, you, in which your wings were cut off. And then right. he played an incubus. But okay. So you can, you can make it work. You just got to be willing to accept that balance is not going to be a priority. Well, the thing was, like, there was one campaign where... I was actually like an angel from the monster manual, but, um, and I was like pretty powerful too. Like I was like 15 levels on top of everybody. But the thing is, is that because angels are divine magic, the place where we were basically divine magic does not exist. So half of my powers were basically <laughs> gone mm-hmm. and they were like, well, you're so, and I was also a blood mage. So they're like, okay, sure. So I like just started doing blood mage shit and like, just kept, you know, being like, well, I can't use my divine powers. I guess I'm just going to drain all your blood. <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy blood. Yeah. Fuck it. It's either smite you or kill you via blood blood draining. I mean, take your pick. All right. It really depends on your like storytelling priorities. Because if you're looking for something that's like super balanced, you probably want to go with the stuff they, they play tested and focus tested for years to figure out. Yeah. But if you're just trying to do the most interesting shit, like one of my other players wanted to be a Rakshasa, which are these like super powerful devil like monsters. And they're basically immune to all magic until like end game. So we were trying to figure out how to make it work. And he's like, what if I like lost my powers and like a badass devil went down to Georgia duel. And like my whole character motivation was trying to find the guy who took my powers. And like we built like an entire like thing around that. It was like super badass and like way better than anything we could have done without that backstory and stuff. And I was like, I look at every problem as an opportunity for cool shit to happen in the story. Oh, you guys got to remind me at some point, not this dice funk, but... At some point in the future, maybe, like, when we uh, get closer to, like, whatever the giant, giant boss is after Lonigan, you gotta remind me to uh, tell you the story of how I ran into a molecule-thick wall and took 350 points of damage. (laughs) (laughs) And survived is the important thing. We'll have to have an episode and be like, uh, this is the part where Gorfnax kills us all, so we'll just tell (laughs) stories for the rest of it, because we got... Total party killed in the in the fucking prologue. <laughs> I was well. I was I was mentioning to Austin earlier that I thought it would be fun after the campaign's over to do a um like a moratorium on it. Talk about like you know clues that you guys missed or you know things that I had written up that that you passed by. And... You know, like that page and a half that you got mad at us for, like the first episode. <laughs> <laughs>
I do think we need to translate moratorium into postmortem because those are two different things. <laughs> the uh, I, I I'll do that, especially since um I I have like I have like a lot of plans for things I want Ronaldo to do, and there's no way all of them can happen because some of them are mutually exclusive to the other. So yeah, we can definitely do stories. <laughs> like the end of Clue. Here's how it happened. Here's also how Ronaldo could fuck shit up. All right. Um. So, uh, uh, yeah, as, as, as Leon explained, I can't remember if it w- we were recording at that point in time. Um, the party returned to the town of Stoneroot in pursuit of, uh, a, a missing Ulick who disappeared from Rotswald under mysterious circumstances. And suspecting that his father had intervened in the situation and decided to drag him away from Rotswald and the Pikmin Academy uh, after taking a rest in the local uh, uh, tavern-slash-inn, the Long Pole, the party approached um, the Erlin estate uh, and confronted by uh, both the enamored Silas and Fidric, captain of the guard, uh, who seemed to be pretty annoyed with with what was going on. Fidric tipped his hand and uh, mentioned that he had some friends that were possibly interested in a regime change around Stoneroot, but he wasn't sure whether or not he'd be able to get a meeting, as the party expressed they would be. So... Uh, to kill time while Fidric pursued that lead, uh, they go off in search of Emma, who Fidric informed them often volunteers at a uh, at a church in town that people locals refer to simply as the church. And as we last left the party, they stand outside the church. Oh, that's not ominous at all. All right. Um. Well, for some reason, uh, Ronaldo is point man, which is it's always a bad idea. So he just sort of motions for everyone to come inside, and he sort of uh, takes the lead. Look, it's okay, Leon. Anytime you're going to mess this up, I'll just come in and help you. It's fine. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, oh! Before I, I look, I look at Anne and I say, "Butt touch," just in case. <laughs> you can't just turn to the the child like party member and just say butt touch yeah a lot of people will probably look in your general direction and go why everyone can just deal with it so uh nope wrong guy oh that would have been great three to your next thing plus three to whatever uh is about to hit me um i go into the (laughs) the face yeah i would say that jane might be the most like socially uh adept to be our point person but she has the lowest ac so if we get jumped by ninjas (laughs) she'll be be obliterated (laughs) ronaldo is only point man because he can absorb the first hail of bullets Uh, (laughs) and by that point i'll already be a dire wolf so it'll be fine yeah Mm -hmm. all right so as the small childlike um character behind you grabs a a nice firm handful of dad ass um the group of nuns exiting the church uh, cast you a, a particularly judgmental look and and shake their heads in an austere manner and scurry away as quickly as possible ronaldo noticeably doesn't care <laughs> he care doesn't care real hard yeah <laughs> Look at me all not caring all over the place. Hey, you. You don't even know how much I don't care. (laughs) Oh, God, it's a YouTube comment come to life. (laughs) (laughs) 
best episode ever. <laughs> so, um, entering the church, the simple stone floor immediately parts after a long, narrow entrance, sweeping into a deep three-quarter circle that angles downward in shallow steps. Each of these concentric steps houses a simple stone bench with no back, all converging on a center location that's home to a modest pulpit. A holy man of impressive age, one who carries himself with a quiet air of authority, stands beside the pulpit, looking up at the iconography adorning the back wall of the church. He turns to regard the party with an amiable expression, and introduces himself. Greetings, seekers. I am Danyan. I'm head of our order here. How may I be of service? We're looking for our friend. Her name is Emma. Emma? Um, yes, yes. Emma comes to volunteer here from time to time. She's a lovely girl. Wholesome, genuine, charitable. Not at all like her sister or the rest of her family. Oh, God. There's a whole other thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ronaldo. All right. I I realize, like, if this were, like, a Western RPG, my options would be her sister, tell me more about her. Or where can, where can, where can we find Emma? I'm choosing the second one. Johnny, can you just assume we bioware our way through this? (laughs) (laughs) She's, she's here. She's, she's currently attending to the sufferers of a terrible accident that rather literally shook the quarry a couple of nights ago. Uh, We haven't seen damage like this in a long time. Uh, Shall I take you to her? Yes, please. Danyan gestures to a rather sizable doorway off to the side behind the pulpit. With a smooth, repeated gesture of his hand, he leads you to the doors, moving rather gracefully for an elderly man. The doors part as he reaches his hand for them, whether by magic or manners from an unseen party on the other side is a mystery, but before you're able to determine that, your attention is commanded by a grisly scene dominating an impressive hall. The noises that you mistook for gentle voices upon approach of the church reveal themselves not to be pensive chant and worship, but a discomforting disarray of moans and cries. Excavators of every size, shape, age, and gender overflow makeshift cots, prop themselves up in alcoves, and even lie sprawled on the floor, murmuring and groaning. Two clerics, dressed in somber gray, attend what can only be a pile of corpses in an isolated corner of the hall. From their gestures, you assume that they are speaking with each other, but they wear masks across their faces, revealing only stern looks in their eyes. The motionless but vocal are looked to by several volunteers, bustling about with jugs of water, washcloths, bandages, slings, and splints. As you scan the volunteers for Emma's face, something strange occurs to the three of you, and you notice none of the injured, and not even the deceased, are marked with blood. Instead, your eyes fall to a rusty mud, caking around wounds that should be bleeding. Dollops of it litter the floor, and as you begin to form an idea of what it is, a foot smears some of it in a hurried pace, and you find yourself looking right at Emma. She wheels past you at a furious speed, not even casting an eye your way. I put my hand up in the in the way that, like, an angry patron at a restaurant calls for their waiter. And uh, I say, Emma, here. Uh, can I ignore this social interaction to run off and medicine check to help? Yep. All right. I rolled an eight. Don't hold it against me. I want to help. 
<laughs> wow, yeah, plus five too. You're 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 doing Ronaldo rules here. So immediately, as soon as you uh, you enter the church, Anne runs over to uh, what she deems to be a rather dire-looking situation. Somebody who is, you know, a, a, somebody who is attending one of the wounded. Um, and you run over and start, you know, like, moving joints and, and like, you know, checking fever and things like that. And, and, and the, the attendant says, but what are you doing? And, and just kind of like, hi, I'm Anne. Tries to brush your hand away. <laughs> says he's he's very injured. Please, I'm helping. Well, if you want to help, she she uh, digs a washcloth out of uh, a bucket of cold water and and hands it to you and says, wrap this around his shoulder. And for the purposes of the next social interaction, Anne just kind of gets bossed around until she decides she's had enough of this. Yeah, so I'm helping while you guys are talking. Okay. Um, after you raise your arm and call out to, uh, to Emma, um, Ronaldo, um, she, a couple of paces away, turns around uh, and gives you a look as if, you know, kind of curious, and then looks around sort of off to the side of you and behind you as if she's searching for someone, and then turns around and continues to walk in her direction. Uh, all right, I, I, I sort of, like, I, I like, fast walk towards her so I don't like bump into anyone and kill them. Um <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I, I said, um we have to talk. It's uh it's about Ulick. And I sort of I sort of say this like quietly in case any of the people here are like secretly my enemies. She says, Ulick, do I know you? I said, Oh shit, you're the other one. Is that what you say? Yeah, I say that out loud because because I imagine Ronaldo tries to starts to think of the same thing I do at the same time, um, and I and I I say you're Emma, right? And then I I sort of like make a face like like my left eye is squinting a little, like I'm not sure. She says yes, and and I'm very busy right now, so. Unless I can do something for you, please. There's a lot of injured here. They need help. Oh, we got we got fucking taken for a ride. It's the sister. Yeah. Um. Something funny's going on here. Like it, it, it's either the sister or she's like a pod person. Um. Also possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's just as likely, I think. Uh. So. Um. I start to like scramble around, and and Renato is like trying to figure this out and uh, put together what's going on. He has like an intelligence of eleven, which is about average. Uh, so he's like he's like trying to figure out all the possibilities of what's going on, but isn't sure. <laughs> it's like the scene from The Hangover where Gilfanakis is playing poker, <laughs> all these formulas floating around your head. I would I want to believe that he's like sort of like twisting his body around and like looking to the left and the right as if there is some sort of information just out of reach for him um uh he, he sort of like he's then he then kind of like skips over to um to jane and says i think we got bamboozled um this she says she's emma she has a sister who probably looks like her or something and that's who we talk to are you saying uh, you're saying that within earshot of Emma, right? I don't no, no. I'm whispering just as much as I was whispering to her at first. Okay. Yeah, this is all whispery. I just don't want to whisper into the mic because then you won't hear me. We can barely hear you when you talk. Right. So <laughs> So, I look at Ronaldo and I go, "So, evidently we got to go find the sister, right?" 
I guess. And then Ronaldo kind of like scratches his head through his hat. And then he walks over to, uh, to, you know, quote unquote Emma again and says, um, okay, so it's time for a charisma check. Um, you know, I need to get some information out of her. Um, look, here's what's going on. We need to talk to your sister. Uh, there has been a case of mistaken identity and I'm really, really sorry about that. So if you could just point me in her direction, uh, we'll get out of your hair so you can go ahead and heal these people. In fact, uh, the little one over there has healing powers, and maybe we could even help you out if you could give us some information. So could you tell us where your sister is, please? Emma says, what What about Ulick? Have you Have you seen him? Uh, well, you know what? That's That's something I should probably discuss with the other one. Because I don't know what's going on. She says, I haven't I haven't seen him since he left for school. Okay. Um here Alright, look, I, 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 I need to figure out what's going on, so I'm just gonna talk directly at you now. Um <laughs> You 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 say you haven't met us, is that correct? I've never seen you before in my life. Okay, okay, check. Um how do I put this? What is your association with Yulik? We were involved. Uh, okay. Um, maybe the other Emma was like a a golem person. I don't know. Or or um, they were both fucking him. Um, damn, Yulik, Playa. Well, well, they said he had a reputation. I think. Um, remember his dad said that. Yeah. Okay. There's like a bunch of possibilities right now. Um, I just I just want to point out here yeah. that. The the Emma that you're standing in front of, yeah, looks exactly like the Emma that you met at the bar. I understand that, but Ronaldo doesn't understand what's going on, <laughs> so he's like trying to put together like four different theories, and he's only kind of smart. All right, are we getting Mary Kate and Ashley? Is this one? <laughs> is this one of their classic goofs? Okay. All right. Can I ask you something else, Emma? Um, just. <laughs> Is your sister your twin, or is your sister just someone who's your sister? Tamsin, she says? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one I'm talking about. Yes, we're twins. Why? Ah, okay. No, no, it's, uh, um, I'm doing a survey. Look, could you you tell us where to find Tamsin? (laughs) It's been a while since we had a classic Ronaldo unnecessary lie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Does this have to do with Ulick? It might, or, uh, all right, look, it, it does, but. She just, she, her guard, like, goes up all of a sudden. You know, previously you were kind of confronted with someone who was a little bit harried and kind of in caregiver mode. You see this steely expression go into her eyes. She calls over somebody else, hands off the medical supplies and, and wash basin. Even like, even if you're talking to her, she's not fucking listening. She hands her things off to her and then, um, <clears throat> uh, turns to you and says, follow me and walks away. Renato looks like. How do I put this? Ronaldo feels like he doesn't like what's going on, but he sort of like motions for the others to follow. Oh, so you get me? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go. Okay, and says, you're welcome for my help, and then <laughs> runs off after Ronaldo. The caregiver says, oh, anytime. Um, Ronaldo turns to Jane. And he, and he says, but he, but he's still kind of like, he's like, kind of like walking backwards, trying to follow, um, uh, Emma. 
but but says to Jane, "Are we bad at this?" <laughs> I I look at him and I go, "No, just you." Okay, all right. Help well. us, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rotondo turns back over because he doesn't want to like fall ass backwards into someone who's dying, and then he follows Emma. Uh, Anne says to Emma, "Uh, who do you guys worship here?" It's a good question. Uh, Emma's at, like walking away. She just <laughs> she's not even. She doesn't even register you in the room at the moment. And just yells louder. <laughs> do the she do the would. Voice. She would. <laughs> she uses thaumaturgy to ask un- <laughs> uncomfortably loud indoors. So like the acoustics of this place are probably not conducive to that. <laughs> That's so fucked up. The, all the people looking after the the the. the um, the injured, and even the two priests in gray with masks just stop dead what they're doing and and kind of turn to look at you. Um, and the only person in the room who responds is the elder cleric, Danyan, who says, uh, that's a, a complicated story. Oh, I don't have time for a story. Can you just give me an answer? <laughs> We're more a community organization. Um, the church was here before anybody can remember. Um, we use it to feed the homeless, take care of the poor, and a lot of the disenfranchised believers in the city who don't have places of worship um, often come here to conduct their rites, and it's... Uh, there are active debates about how supportive the Lord Erlin is of religion, but he's never dared touch the church. Well, that sounds too complicated for me. Sorry, I asked. It's like it's like a chapel in a, in a prison where they just do all of them. All right, um, Ronaldo just follows. Uh, yeah. Well, before Anne runs off, she actually turns back and she pulls out her scary sac- sacrificial knife thing, and she says, "Do you know what this is?" It looks like a knife. Thank you. And then she runs after Ronaldo. Let's go. Oh my All god, right. that's beautiful. <laughs> hey Ronaldo, it's a knife. Ronaldo like um mock uh <laughs> approves of this and he says, "Nice." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why do I travel with you people again? Ronaldo is genuinely affectionate towards Anne, so he 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 really wants to encourage her. All right, where do we, where does she lead us? Yeah, where do, where are we going here? Emma leads you to a smaller door um, at the end of, um, or you know at the side of the hall that opens into an office. Um, she she opens the door and gestures you inside, closes the door behind you, and removes the wrap, keeping her hair kind of tightly organized against her head. And it's strange because it's a lot longer than you remember it. Yeah. Wait, what? Because wasn't her hair shoulder length? Mm-hmm. It's just so we can differentiate the twins. Okay. She turns to you and says, Is Ulick all right? All right. Um, Ronaldo says, All right, before I answer that, because I feel like I'm getting being given the bum rush here. She takes she takes a couple of strong steps toward you and oh, says, shit. Is Ulick all right? We don't know. When someone gets up in Ronaldo's grill, I'm gonna say Anne's hands like flare with fire. Like she's not throwing it, but she's making it visible that she can do that. Okay. Um, Ronaldo says, "We don't know, but it's complicated. Okay, and we need to we need some information too." 
So let's do a little quid pro quo here, all right? So here's what's going on. We went to... Pikmin's. We went to Pikmin's. I'm sorry. We went to the Pikmin Academy. We, we, we snuck inside, bravely, I might add. Why? Because he... Be, all right. He was being... Uh, no, I'm going to just say from behind him, because he was being kept in a cell and we rescued him. And who are you? I'm Anne. <laughs> That's Anne. And, uh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. And Ronaldo, like, takes off his cap, his hat, and then, like, it's sort of, like, an elegant flourish, sort of bows before her. And, uh, and then he does, like, two eyebrow raises. And then he gets back up. And he says, and I am Ronaldo. But what's going on here is we thought you, and then he sort of pauses, sent us there. But now I think maybe your twin did, but she said she was you. And Ronaldo, here's what Ronaldo's doing with his hands. His left arm is pointing to the right, and his right arm is pointing to the left, so he's, like, sort of, like, in a confused motion. She, like, she takes a deep breath, rather somberly, puts her fingers up to her, the bridge of her nose, where her, you know, forehead, and makes that, I can feel a headache coming face, shakes her head, and mutters with not a little bit of disgust, Damson. We have that effect on people. Also, you get a lot of you get a lot of mileage out of the word disgust. I just want to say, <laughs> all right, um, Ronaldo. It's Ronaldo's... a common running theme of response to your behavior. It really as a party, is. Just so that you know. All right, Ronaldo Ren- Ren- says we freed him from the cell. So, okay, look, we have good news, we have bad news, and we and we have weird news that we don't know. You which are way gonna is going to start from the beginning. She okay. says, poking okay. you in the chest a little bit. Not not like super, you know, aggressively, but just to let you know that she's she's in charge right now. Can we just say we fill her in without actually going through it all? Yep. Okay. Well, hold on. We we might... No, no, wait, wait, wait. We don't want to tell her everything. We'll specify what details you want to leave out. I'm just saying for time. Johnny, here are the details we want to leave out. Those right. five people we murdered? Yep. Not That didn't happen at all. Um... I would like us to leave out the fact that I can transform into Direwolf. That would be nice. Well, I, you know, you're not, she's not asking for, like, biographies or, like, you know, CVs. It's not like, it all started when I was a- <laughs> No, 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 no. What I'm saying is because we escaped on my back, like, I want to be able yeah. to say, oh, we found this Direwolf and, like, you know, it didn't eat us. So we, you know what I mean? Like, not say that it was me. Here are 13 MP3s. I think it'll really catch you up on the story so far. <laughs> so you're 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 a lying by omission. Are there are there any like flat out lies? No, I'm lying by omission. I'm not going to lie to her. I'm just going to leave certain things out. If I'm asking Ronaldo. Ronaldo, what do you want to lie about? What lies do you want to tell? All of them. Here are my primary lies. Oh God! Uh, prim- primary lie number one: we ne- we uh we walked out of town unmolested. Big lie number two: when you say sorry, when you say walked out of town, you know, which which town you walked out of Stone Root unmolested, or you left Rotswald unmolested? We left here without fighting those dudes. All right, so you left Stone Root unmolested. Yes. Um, when we got there, I lied really well, and everyone was impressed. All right, you were pretty amazing. Lie number three. You, we tried to get Ulick to leave, but through no fault of our own, um, he just didn't seem to trust us, even though, as you can tell, we are obviously very trustworthy. Uh, 
but he didn't he wanted to stay in town a little while longer and then he got captured again we think but we don't know by whom and that is what we're what's going on now then we came back here to, to investigate and then we saw you and now you know what's up okay so i'm going to give you i'm going to give you an option here leon yeah. all right because um you're going to have to roll charisma to lie properly okay now for the three lies that you're telling okay <laughs> i know what's going to happen i'm going to offer you the choice to either roll independently for each one of those three lies. Yeah. Or roll once. All or nothing. For all three lies. All or nothing. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I get plus three for deception and plus three for butt touch. So I'm, I'm rolling a pl- plus six, my d20. Okay. Okay. I'm going to warn you, it better be good. It's not, because it's me. All right, here we go. Nope, it's not. Oh <laughs> I rolled my one. God. I crit failed again, and only because I had like almost supernatural help is it a seven. How <laughs> mathematically, how is it possible that you're this bad? <laughs> like it's not your fault. I know it's randomly generated, but it's it, you were like a magnet for bad I, I, rolls. Ladies and gentlemen at home, for those who don't like look at my stat sheet, Ronaldo is a boss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rolled really well. During my uh, stat uh, rolls, um, to the point that he has no weaknesses. He has he, he, the lowest thing he has is ten wisdom, which is fine and not at all relevant to any of his skills. Everything else is good, um, but all of my rolls since then have been bad. So that's what I'm working with. Um, Johnny, uh, tell us what's, what's gonna happen now. <laughs> so you must have just been like, okay, look, we didn't kill anybody, especially not five people, and not specifically Jeff, Frank, Joe, Bill, and John. <laughs> like, you're just, like, like, you might as well be telling the truth. That's how bad you're lying. Right. His, his class is, like, charlatan or something. Or, or it's your background, or yeah. Background, and yet, yeah, and, and he should be great at it, because charisma is 17, but never mind go ahead i think i think leon the 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 takeaway from this is is that ronaldo is such a good charlatan that he's even a charlatan of a charlatan that that what <laughs> can i roll deception to play off his terrible lie as a joke um yeah you can but it's going to be a higher difficulty to do that save me ad <laughs> what do we have to lose Right. Save me, Ann, please. Oh, I got <laughs> You're all on your own. I'm not going to help you. All right, I need to walk away for a second. <laughs> <laughs> folks at home, all right, let me explain what happened for Frank to the people at home. I rolled a one. Was that Johnny? Because got... that totally sounded like Johnny. I got a plus six because of basically magic, and it was still a seven, which is terrible. Uh, Austin got a, is a plus one for his deception. Man, he only got a seven, so he had an eight. So we both failed hard to lie and then try to save the lie. And then Jane just left us hanging. Yeah, Jane, I'm not Jane, gonna lie. Yeah, that's a, it's out of character for her to yeah. lie. So. I I can't lie. The last time I lied, I came clean, and I was like, "Fuck you guys." So Johnny, how deeply are we fucked? Like, how oh. far in there is it? Oh my god, are we gonna have to fight our way out of this? <laughs> Uh, uh, you guys have 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 dug an impressive conversational trench. 
Um, not one that, that you would fortify yourselves in necessarily, but one that suddenly, like, you know, once you're done digging, you're like, yeah, yeah, look at this. How do we get out? Oh my goodness gracious. So it, the way the conversation more or less plays out is, is that, um, like, kind of like you said, Austin, he's, he's more or less deliberately referencing things that happened in town. Uh, but but not copying to them, you know. It'll be like, and then we left town, uh, which was around the time of the, of those terrible street murders, which we had nothing to do with. I mean, obviously, we're uh, upstanding citizens and would never be caught at a grisly scene like that, especially one with missing limbs. And then Anne pitches in and says, "Like the one that happened three nights ago <laughs> on this street." Jane has one of the arms in her bag right now. You could check. <laughs> That is true. I still have that arm. <laughs> the funny thing about this is that as as you're telling this entire story, um, she's she's pretty unbothered by everything. Um, she's looking at the three of you with some decent amount of intent. Um, and there's a little bit of anger and fire that f- flares up in her face when you're describing the first meeting that you had at the tavern with Emma. Um, For the entire rest of the story, though, the only thing that kind of diverts her manner in which she's paying attention is when you start talking about Ulick. Um, And when you get to the point in time where you're trying to play off the fact that the person that you were trying to rescue got a little bit on your nerves, so you basically told him to go fuck himself and ran off on your own, she gets visibly angry, but holds her tongue until you're you're done spinning your beautiful tale of courage, heroism, uh, honor, and uh, daring do. And fancy hats. And, f- and fancy, fancy hat. I, I dared, I did, you know. All right, so we we bombed. Tell us how that plays out. She shakes her head again, gives you the headache face, and says, "There's a couple of things that we need to clear up. One, your meeting with Emma. She didn't, in any way, have you guys interact with her gang. We never met anyone else but her. Oh wait, 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 wait. We 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 met a bartender that she sort of winked at, but I don't know if he he's in her gang." And then a bartender charged me ten gold when it was a shitty room. Maybe that that's a gang thing to do. Yeah, that's 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 awful. Um, you didn't give her any money, did you? No, actually, she was going to give us money. Now I'm thinking that's a no go. Okay, okay. Now about Ulick. Yeah, I'm to understand that you broke him out. Yep. Of a dungeon. Mm-hmm. In his university. That is correct. That was not inhabited by students, but by violent monks, and then just decided that was good enough, left him to his own devices, and when you returned to him, he was gone. Alright, Ronaldo knows that this was Anne's fault, 
uh, because she, we had everything well in hand until she started her weird racist screed against humans. Um, so it was classist. Also, I just want to point I, it out was, it was it was also classist. That's fair. Um, but he doesn't want to get uh, Anne in trouble, so he kind of like steps in front of Anne and uh, says, "That may have been my bad. Uh, I um, may have said some things that were intimidating to him, and he wanted to stay behind." And uh, he outgrappled me, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> and that's what happened. Can you describe the scene when you came back to find him? All right, just like say we described the scene. Like, unfortunately, you guys did very minimal amount of investigation at the scene. So yeah, we wouldn't have much to yeah. say anyway. What you have to say is chairs strewn everywhere. The place was pretty wrecked up. Hologram. Mm. And she says, "That's all." Uh, he said he he explains the hologram. I followed tracks here. I did a good job. So you think he was taken back to Stone Room? We're not. Uh, we don't know exactly, but we uh, followed tracks here. We just haven't been able to find them yet. God damn it! She did it. Could you infor- tell us what's going on? I mean, uh, you now know all of what we know. She says, "Listen, my sister Tamsin and I didn't have the gentlest of upbringing." Um, I have done my best to try and make sure that things are getting better in the community. I want my children to have a better life than I did. Tamsin, she was doing just fine where she was, how she was. Managed to get herself to a pretty prestigious position at the top of a bunch of lunkheads who for some reason worship her business acumen. I leave the kind of business that they're into to your imagination. But, you know, I always kind of hoped, I always hoped that for my sister, maybe she would finally settle down, stop making trouble, stop grifting, stop stealing, swindling. So we talked. We We still talk. We're still friendly with each other. And when she found out that I was involved... With the son of the Lord, illicitly, maybe, maybe he wasn't going to marry me, but we loved each other. So you're you're the one that Lord, the Lord says the harlot. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep you guys straight. He would say that. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, we don't trust him. He has skull fire. Anyway, go ahead. Ever since we got involved, she pushed me and pushed me to take as much advantage of the situation as I possibly could. Telling me how how great it would be, how much money we could pull off the Lord if we just played our cards right. I think she's taken him. Is she gonna like ransom him or marry him and pretend she's you or sacrifice him to a demon? Sacrifice? Sorry, we we've been like dealing. We 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 like ass deep in demons right now. Sorry. Uh, what is her plan? She says my sister's not a demon worshipper. All right, all right. That's good. Nothing quite as incredibly evil as that, but she's certainly an opportunist. Um, If she has Ulick, she's probably going to try to sell him back to the Lord. Okay, where does she live? B, where is she? (sighs) For a brief moment, her crisis mode hustle gives way to an expression of genuine concern. Well... I guess we'll just have to go get him ourselves, she says, returning to a determined expression. She puts 
She puts her head wrap back on uh, when a curtain knock at the door sounds, and she strides over to the door and hauls it open. Danyan stands at the threshold with an envelope in his hand. Emma, my dear, Galen said you'd come to the community office with our visitors. He looks at you with a skeptical impression, or expression, excuse me. Hi, Dan Onion. A message just arrived for them. He passes Emma an envelope and bows slightly before setting off back into the cacophony of pain in the hall. Emma holds the door open with one hand and extends the other to you with the envelope in it. Uh, I can read a bunch of languages. I'll read it. All right. Anne snatches the envelope out of um, <laughs> uh, out of Emma's hand and and tries to get it open. Um, after a few unsuccessful tries, uh, she finally does and produces a slip of paper um, and uh, unveils it. The text on it reads, Noon, you have one hour. And uh, it's signed with three initials, A-C-F. Anything you want to tell me? Emma asks. Um, A-C-F. I don't know how many people we know with letters like that. Frederick has F. Help. Also, why does it say hour and noon? I feel like only one of those is pertinent information. <laughs> Should we? Is it Frederick telling us to go to the inn, or is it the Lord telling us to go somewhere? How do you spell Erlen? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we are so fucked. Can someone jump in here and help me? <laughs> I'm trying to think of who AC would be. That's what my issue is. All right, here I'm gonna look at my list of names that I write down, uh, and um, the only person who who might be is it, well, we we don't know every, we know people by like one name. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I I always write down like Emma Ulick. Uh, that's why I think F is Frederick. So if that's his last name. Then it's he's telling us to meet him at the Long Pole in an hour at noon. I guess. Yeah, like if he's like Albert Carbuncle Frederick. Wait, what? That that that's the fucking weirdest name. That Renata <laughs> <laughs> looks at it. And he says, "I know who this is. This is Anderson Cooper Fidrick. and <laughs> and then, but then he he doesn't know why he said that, and then he puts it back. Um, Emma, are you going to come with us? Are you going to be our guest party member? I have someone to talk to. She says, Ugh. and walks out of the room, letting the door shut behind her. Wait, come back. (laughs) I'm just going to yell at her, or I guess run up and tell her to meet us at the thingy after our meeting with Frederick. Or as soon as she can, right? Yes? Yeah, I would assume, yeah. Wait, 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 what's going on? Hold on. Someone else needs to help Anne. She's trying to, no one's helping her. Because we have this, I guess we have a meeting now. Where did Emma just go? She's, She's walking out. Uh, the door, the door to the the office has closed. She walks out and the door closes. So unless you're, you know, yeah, I'll follow. Yeah, her. we run after her. We just tell her to, to meet us at the long pole at at noon. Uh, just just for the record, it's it's kind of it's late morning right now. So it's it it's about you know we'll say eleven o'clock or so. Okay. Um, let's go to the place where we're supposed to be. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. I think it's Frederick, but if it's not, I guess we'll just beat up whoever shows up. Yeah, sure. 
Uh, okay, mechanics question. Johnny, is there anything to this knife? Like, how how mechanically would you want me to identify that? Like, I tried showing it to a religious person. Is there a check I need to make, or is there just nothing to it? As as far as knives go, I mean, it's it's obviously very distinct. Um, it's it's kind of it's got a serpent, somewhat serpentine design to it, with a sort of um, like almost a weird corkscrew. Like it's it's not a it's not a straight blade. So it's it's badass. I'm just asking if it's like a plus one. Can I talk to snakes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you think that that's going to be a thing. <laughs> uh, I I don't believe any of you have detect magic. Not yet. No, I didn't prepare it. Let me check. I can detect some <laughs> shit. I I don't think I took detect magic. No, I didn't. I took detect poison. Um. So what you what you no that's why I was asking other people like none of the priests here would be able to detect magic. Well, that seems I weird. mean, no, you held a knife up and says, <laughs> yeah. "What's this?" <laughs> this was not a thorough investigation. Uh, Ronaldo, we have a little bit of time. Can you you t- you talk good? Can you go and show this to people and see if anybody can figure out what it does? Ronaldo looks both uh, pleased that Anne said he talks good, but is sort of dubious. Emma's walking out the door, you guys. I already said I ran up and told her to meet us at the long pool at noon or as close to she that did, as she can. She did not respond to you. She just, well, she just said, I have someone I, I need to see and okay. kept going. But did she like, like seem like she was hearing me or is she in like a trance she state? She fucked off. Like- she might have heard you. <laughs> I mean, I'll put it this way. She heard you. She may not have given a shit. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, that's fine. I just it's that's okay. not on me. If she doesn't want to be our guest po- party member, we're a pretty bitchin' party. That is true. Ronaldo, Ronaldo uh, takes the knife and uh, walks up to Daniel and says, "All right, weird question. Um, can you detect magic? And if so, any points to the knife? Magic? Um, yes. I I believe he reaches into his robes and and pulls out a small set of spectacles." And uh, puts his hands out at it for you to, you know, like, give him the knife. Okay, I do. So he takes it in his hands, and the moment it touches him, he goes, Oh, hmm. And starts turning it over and kind of looking at it very, very specifically. And he says, This is interesting. Interesting good? What you have here is... An adamantine blade. Very rare in these parts. Not a lot of adamantine in this region. It's made of wolverine? Shut up. <laughs> okay, fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, Anne and Jane are somewhere else off, because while this is happening and why I pawned it off on Ronaldo's, I wanted to talk to Jane, but we'll wait until... Okay. But uh, adamantine is a thing. It's a thing yeah. in D&D. Not adamantium, adamantine. I know, it's okay. my jokes. Um, Ronaldo <laughs> says, okay, um, where does this, is it normally mined in this town? He says, oh no, 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 no. Um, I'm not sure where you'd find adamantine in this region. Whoever made this knife was very skilled and, hmm, there's something else too. He, he, he sniffs at it a little bit, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> does he lick That's it? That's not weird at all. <laughs> doesn't lick it. Does he suck? But it's. Does he, I'm sorry, go ahead. You're a little. You're a little weirded out. You're sort of like. Oh, is this how people detect magic? <laughs> Ronaldo genuinely. If he know. licks it, I'm probably not weirded out because I probably did that once or twice while I was living in the woods. <laughs> to be honest, I'm just like, yeah, another liquor, awesome. 
<laughs> but, uh, buddy, um... When did this show become homoerotic? Uh. <laughs> when he when he when he sniffs the blade, can Ronaldo whisper, "Slower, you slut!" No, no, just tell. Come on, we 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 really need to figure out what's going on. What's up with the blade? He says, um, he, he says, there's there's some kind of there's a a connection here. It's it's as though it's as though. Are you familiar with vampirism, Mister? Um, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. We said in the first episode that he was a vampire because of all the portraits, but then someone said that was a dumb idea. I think I said he was a vampire and people shot me down. Um, Ronaldo says only vaguely. What about vampires? You guys aren't by this conversation. Anne has kind of like drag, dragged you off. Oh. I pawned the knife off on Ronaldo so I could talk to you alone, which will. Oh, okay. I didn't know that you had dragged me somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. I would say Ronaldo is probably only loosely aware of these kinds of things. I mean, he lived most of his life somewhere that, you know, without being bit. You could roll. The thing intent is for you to roll religion. I could, I could roll if you want. Let me, let me, uh. Yeah, give it, give it a shot here. My religion is, is zero. So it's just a regular D20. Let's see how this works. And I don't have a butt touch right now. So here we go. Two. <laughs> he knows nothing about vampires. You're like vampires. Those are those fish, right? The little fish that the, they clean shark teeth. You can um like tell me how bet how not Ronaldo knows about vampires. Uh, may I suggest that he assumes that they're werewolves? No, no, no. You think it's a kind of berry? Okay, Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo says, "Is that a berry?" <laughs> Sweet, it's a berry sensing knife. No, no, not. You don't say, "Is that a berry?" You say, "Oh, I love vampire pies." Okay. Oh Christ! Fine, he says that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danian lowers his spectacles for a second and, uh, and and gives you an expression and says, "They steal the life of other beings. It's a lot more grisly than you might assume. But a lot of people miss the point. They think it's about um, blood as opposed to actual life force. Um, vampirism is a, a a weird bond between." Parasite and subject, or maybe father and son. <laughs> Obviously, out of here. You're way out of here. <laughs> you can't we hear any so of this. Gone. You know what's terrible about this? This conversation that Ronaldo is hearing, he's going to have to translate it to the other two in the party, and he has no idea what's going on because <laughs> I rolled a two. Eleven intelligence is fine enough to just say I tell them what fine. he told me. All right. He says, he says though, and. There are many, many different kinds of, of uh, vampiric weapons that, um, when wielded by one sufficiently skilled enough, manage to transfer life force from victim to, to wielder. But normally, the vampirism in these blades, uh, well, it, it affects, to be crude, the stabber and the stabby. This is different. The vampirism in this blade is locked to one particular person or thing. Yeah, so whoever gets stabbed, the energy goes to the Lord. Um, Ronaldo's mind immediately goes to combat, and he says, do vampires have weaknesses? That's the thing I need to know. Oh, yes, yes, obviously, but... <laughs> and Ronaldo gets out a little notepad, 
And he says, what are they? And, he, and tell me in order of effect- effectiveness. But he says, he says, just because this knife is vampiric, that doesn't mean that the person who designed it, forged it, or used it is, is a vampire. It, I mean, if, if they were, and he kind of gestures pathetically to the knife and says, they really wouldn't need this. Alright, Ronaldo sort of scratches his chin like he totally knows what's going on. He doesn't. But he remembers enough about what he said to relay it to the rest of the party. And, he's, and he takes back the knife and uh, very carefully pockets it, because he doesn't want to be stabbed with it, and uh, and then says thank you for that, and then he walks back to the party. I just want to say, can we just say that the, he gave you vampire's weaknesses? It couldn't hurt to have that information, right? I genuinely don't know the, the difference between vampire weaknesses in like our uh, lore and in D&D lore, though, so... Uh, well, also, Johnny could just have his own custom Crap. lore. All right, all right, all right. But okay, well, well, let's let's say that um, you know what? Let me let me just quickly open up the. Uh, although now I really want something called a campire, which I believe would probably be a vampire that like you know. I'm sorry, I like I I don't know where it is right now. Okay, but we'll we'll go over it. We'll go over it later. Sure. Well, you don't you don't even need to say it's specific. It's just like Danian told you vampires' yeah. weaknesses. So now you so now you know. Okay, if if that's something that Austin wants, kind of out of party, uh, we'll say that Ronaldo, you press him for vampiric weaknesses, anyways. Even after he says that, uh, you know, we you, he wouldn't need they wouldn't need this knife. You know, whoever okay. it is, you'd be like, Ronaldo likes to be prepared. Yeah. And so he says, well, traditionally, blah 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 blah. So vampiric okay. weaknesses are revealed to you. Okay. No one can kill Ronaldo because Ronaldo's always prepared. Right. <laughs> I I am the Batman of this setting. So while you're having that conversation with Danian, um uh Anne drags Jane by the hand <laughs> off to uh, a, a little alcove, not too far away. You can still see each other, but you're out of earshot. All right. Uh Anne says, "Jane?" Yeah. Uh girl talk. Okay. Why did you run away? Yesterday or the day before? I'm bad with days. Where'd you go? And why'd you go? It's a very long story that we don't have time for. We have plenty of time. Ronaldo is not fast talking. (laughs) Okay, look, I ran away because I thought that I could get to Ulick faster because I'm a dire wolf. And I thought that you guys were going to stay behind for clues. You went the wrong way. Well, I came back for you because I heard you. Mm, I just feel like you don't talk to us. You're our friend now. You're stuck with us because the demon worshippers know you helped us. So you have to be our friend. No take backsies. <laughs> and you got nowhere. You got nowhere with this. Um, can I can I roll persuasion against? <laughs> against jane to get backstory i'm trying to give her like an opportunity to explore her backstory well, it here. seems like she's stone doesn't want to tell, uh, tell you <laughs> i know she doesn't have to i'm kidding but i seem like a good character building opportunity if you know if you're if you're both consenting yeah you can counter roll against each other <laughs> i mean what would i roll against her roll for exposition um what would i roll if she's doing persuasion if it's persuasion, yeah, it would probably be deception. Deception, okay. Not that you're necessarily lying about anything, but... I'm trying to lie by omission, technically, which I don't think is wrong, because I'm not actually lying, I'm just 
not saying exactly what's going on. That's that's really what I'm doing because I'm I don't want to talk about it. Like there's just no way around the fact that I don't want to talk about it. But if uh Austin, if you want to roll persuasion, I'll totally do it. That's not a problem. Obviously, if these were real people, I wouldn't pry, but I think it's more interesting from a narrative. Okay, then if you want to do it, I'll do it against perception or deception. That's fine. All right, so Austin rolls a persuasion of 10, and Jess decepts with a roll of 16. All right. So, and, you know, you're doing your best. I'm hoping it's coming from a place of concern. You know, you want to make sure that your party members up to the task, feeling okay, not too rattled, you know, but... Jane just stonewalls you. I got a question, actually. Um, <laughs> does Anne know? Uh, does Anne know any like languages that I know that aren't common, or have we established that she knows only specific languages that no one else knows besides like the demonic language? I think we uh, deliberately all took different languages to cover our bases. Uh, so, no, I don't think we share any. I know common, halfling, orc, goblin, and abyssal. Yeah, I don't know any of those. Okay. Because I was going to say, if, if because I know that Ronaldo doesn't speak as many languages as us, I would have been nope. like, I'll tell you later in this language. <laughs> but, but, like... Since we don't speak the same languages, I like don't want to say anything because I don't want him walking in on like a ling- like at a time where it's kind of like you know girl talk, and then it becomes d- d- dude, bro, what the fuck are you doing here? So R- Ronaldo cannot be trusted. No, <laughs> you really can't. Like no, that, that's, that's the that's problem. No, in any case, uh, Jane. <clears throat> Basically, you have carte blanche at this point in time to to determine, you know, how you want the conversation to go. So, do you want to do you want to stonewall Anne? Do you want to placate her? Do you want to drop some truth? Do you want to rap about drugs? Um. Okay. Here's what I'll say. I'll say, my name is Jane. I'm a druid, and I'm here to say, um, I like having fun in a major way. No. <laughs> what I what I say is, um. Look, I ran away because there's some real messed up stuff going on and I needed to clear my head. And that is the truth. That is the truth. I, I am actually saying that Jane left because she wanted to clear her head. Okay. Well, we're your friends. So me, and I, you- I cut you off and I say, give me a little bit of time and I promise I will explain it to you and Ronaldo. I promise. Okay? Yeah, deal. Okay. And at this point... uh. And hugs you very forcefully. And I hug you too. Oh. I hug you back. And Ronaldo walks up holding a scary fucking vampire knife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, all right. So Ronaldo's back. So I'll, I'll just jump in uh, and say, "Hey, hug people. We got vampires." What the um, fuck? <laughs> hug he people. Spl- <laughs> you brought pie. <laughs> <laughs> and then he- can that be the name of the episode? You brought pie. <laughs> um, I was gonna call it vampire pie. That sounds good. Ronaldo, I, I, I don't want to get into the whole thing. Ronaldo relays everything that he was just told. Done. All right. So I'm not gonna use this knife if we think it's linked to someone who's drawing power from whoever gets it gets stabbed. Right. So the only one of you that actually understands what the fuck is going on, because if like if if Ronaldo is repeating word for word, essentially, mm-hmm. um, Jane's the only one. That that is like, oh, okay. So he relayed the information, but Anne did not absorb it. Anne is, I mean, you know, Anne's intelligence is minimal. 
uh, mathematically as low as could be from a character creation, I believe you mean. Just about. Uh, so. No, no, it literally. He rolled like ones and only got like, never mind, never mind. It was yeah. three ones. She has a three. Uh, so Jane does a reasonable job of translating. Yeah. She's familiar with, with vampiric creatures, spending time in the wilderness, being being a druid and things like that. So um, you guys consider yourselves now fully educated on on what Danyan was actually um, trying to say. All right. So do you want to take that um, knife now? I, I was going to say, okay, that's that sounds scary. You keep it. All right. Ronaldo uh, goes ahead and uh, takes the knife and I'll change that on my equipment uh, sheet. I'll just I'll just write as scary knife. It was yeah, it was strange dagger when Johnny okay, gave it to me. Strange so. Can we call it the vampire blade? No, no. Count Succula. <laughs> I'm not I No. <laughs> I will not call it that. Uh, how, how about just the Count? Um, Doctor okay, the Count. Look, we, we need <laughs> Doctor Acula? Alright. Yes. Alucard. We go to the place where we have to be at noon. Oh yeah. Let's go to the long pole. Alright. Um, if, unfortunately, unfortunately, I am going to have to call wrap up time at this point in time because, um, the writing, the, the, the writing that I did on that campaign basically hinged on, uh, a decision that you guys, um, oops, no, a, a decision that you guys were going to make and you yeah. made it. Did we? Yeah, you, I, I missed the, I missed the pop, part where there's a pop up that said Johnny will remember that. No, 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 no. It's, uh, you know, somebody, somebody walked away. Oh, yeah, because we told her and she got away. She might not have been straight with us. Somebody walked away. And you, and you let her go. Yeah, we might have fucked up. We often do that. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just saying. She walked away and you let her go. We did. And, and I, like, as the dungeon master right here, that, that decision right there was like a fork where I'm like, okay, I need to figure out what the hell they're going to do before I write in any great more detail. It didn't seem like she would have supported us going with her if that was the other option. Like she like wasn't even responding to us. Hey, talking to I'm her. not the boss of you and neither are the NPCs that <laughs> and I create. You're not so and good. you guys, you guys get to choose your own fate here. We usually choose wrong. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm not saying that you guys chose right or wrong in this situation. You just you chose. You just chose. It was dumb or smart. No, 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 not yeah. even that. You just chose. There were yeah. there were two situations that you were involved in. Uh, you don't know where either one leads. You made a decision. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> but for you guys, uh, you go into a stanky ass bar uh, called the Long Pole, uh, full of dirty ass quarrymen. <laughs> it's stinky ass and dirty ass. All right. So you um you leave the church um and and proceed back to the long pole. Funnily enough, the amount of time that it takes you to get to the long pole uh is is just enough time for it almost to be noon. How weird is that? <laughs> what a quinky dink. And uh it's almost like you control the world and the weather and the time. Almost. You arrive at the long pole, open the door, and at this point in time, it, it being noon, it's not terribly busy. There are a few people in there uh, eating lunch and things like that. Um, and the barman, um, same one that you recognize from this morning, is um, putting a tapestry up, kind of like behind the bar. Uh, you give it an eye and you're sort of like, ooh, it must be a promotional tapestry from one of the local meteries. 
And uh, as he gets half of it up, you see that that it says, Happy Hour on it. And then as he extends the other side, it reads, Will be delayed. Ah. I see what you did there. Oh, I think we all see what you did there. Next time on Dice Funk. So after finally striding through the gates of the impressive fortified city, you understand now why they call it Baloney Town. Ronaldo accidentally stabs himself with a vampire knife through his pocket, but he doesn't tell anyone in that I've been bitten by a zombie, but I'm not going to tell the rest of the party kind of way. It's finally happened, you guys. I finally ran into the woods and shouted Flaffy and killed every single tree. Okay, guys, seriously, we have to nail down these ship names. Obviously, Silas and Ronaldo is Sinaldo. But the problem is, Jack and Anne and Jane and Anne are both Jan. So we have to step away from portmanteaus and go to double entendre puns. I'm thinking for Anne and Jane, maybe heavy petting. I can dig it. As always, our theme song is A Fistful of Nickels, the overclocked remix arrangement of Shadow's theme from Final Fantasy VI. Executive producers for December 2015 are Joseph Timbrello, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Jason, Ingmar Gremen, Lord Revan, Kevin Sidlow, Tarka, The Cult of Gorfanax, Jacques Lindsay, Jorit, Michael Goodell, Vigor Arnston, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlo, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. Thanks for listening to Dice Funk all the way to the end. If you want to support the show, you can rate us on Podbean and iTunes. You can comment on Channel Awesome or YouTube, or even add to our TV Tropes page. If you want to help more directly, you can always go over to our Patreons, patreon.com slash austinyorski, patreon.com slash renegadecut, or patreon.com slash foolsgold. You can support Johnny by making homemade sausage or whispering compliments to trees.